Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, today we are going to an absolutely epic location. This is an international episode and it is the most visited museum on the planet. Huh. Okay. This is, this is very interesting. I love our international episodes, so I'm looking forward to finding out where this is. And last week we had a listener write us asking us to do some more episodes in Asia. And so I decided to go on the hunt and I would say this may be like the ultimate destination in Asia to go see. This is your haunted holiday at the Forbidden City in Beijing, China. As you can imagine, Lindsay, the Forbidden City is extremely old, okay? Right. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yes. And really what it is, is it is a massive palace complex. I mean, almost the size of a city. They began building this in 1406 and completed the construction in 1420. And they say that it took over a million workers to complete this over 14 years. Holy moly. And I would bet, I'm just thinking like Great Wall of China kind of thing. Did a bunch of people die making it? I mean, probably. I don't know the answer to that offhand. But I mean, I would imagine so, right? Like construction yeah. work is dangerous today, let alone when you're you know, one of the, the people working for the Ming dynasty back in the early 1400s. Holy mo, a million, I can't even imagine this. Like, how big is this? Great question. So this place is comprised of 980 buildings. It has 8,886 rooms and expands over 720,000 square meters. So this is a massive palace complex and it was really built in order to be a residence for the emperor right there in the middle of Beijing. Wow that's that's unbelievable like so it's really for the emperor it's not necessarily like a forbidden city but it is because it's so massive that it's kind of like a town within itself. It is. And it's gated off. And again, we'll talk about, you know, obviously this is a place that you can go see. It is the most visited museum in the world today. It had, I believe, over 24 emperors that stayed at the Forbidden City it's over the course of hundreds of years, all the way up until 1912. They were using this as palatial grounds for the emperors over China. I mean, how cool would that be, right? Like to be living in some massive palace. I think of like Versailles, which we covered on a um, one of our episodes. And I mean, that's kind of what I imagine, right? It's like some big, amazing, granted, different architecture, different parts of the world, but it's still kind of what I think of is like massive palace grounds. Well, and it is actually significantly larger than those locations that you just mentioned. It is so large, Lindsay, that it is actually considered the biggest palace in the world. 
So it's really an incredible location. When I was researching it, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go to Beijing and I need to go see this place. It's pretty incredible. However, living there, unless you're the emperor, I'm not so sure it would be fun. And I will get into some of that. Now, there are some known battles that took place here. I'll talk about a couple of them. You know, in 1644, there were rebels that actually intruded, took over the palace, kicked out the Ming dynasty, claimed themselves as emperor. And then several days later, they were actually kicked out by a Ming dynasty general that went in with an army. They actually burned down part of the palace over the course of that. So big battle. I don't know how many people died, but I would imagine there were quite a few. The other thing that happened here is just the living conditions in general. This is not a democracy situation, okay? Right. This is an emperor, and if you go against what the emperor says, or you're just considered impolite, or you disagree in any way, shape, or form, you are subject to be killed by the guards there. And how many people died as a result of that alone? We really have no idea, but I would imagine it's hundreds, if not thousands, of people that were killed as a result of that. I mean, at least and think about just within the palace, palace grounds, right? Like in general, when you have authoritarian governments, they tend to not respect life a whole lot, especially right. back in the day. Yes. And the other thing to keep in mind, the other type of people that were living here were guards, servants, and also concubines. And what they say is there was actually a lot of murder within just these groups. So on top of, you know, maybe disagreeing with the emperor and potentially getting beheaded, you also have to worry about other rivalries, people trying to get closer to the emperor. Maybe they're jealous of a specific concubine that is very popular with the emperor at the time. You could be murdered for something like that. Somebody just trying to get closer. Can you help me out here? Because I feel like I should know the word concubine. I've heard it before, but like, what does it mean? Because if I don't know, I know there's some listeners that don't. Great question. And it's actually a really good segue. So when this place was built, I mentioned it was by the Ming dynasty. It was the emperor at the time that they named Yongle. And he actually had a lot of affection for Korean women. That's who he was most attracted to. And so he actually told the whoever was over the Korea at the time, I want as many Korean women as you will send me for my harem. And so they went out far and wide and they actually made it a requirement that families report any pretty young girls to the authorities. And they searched far and wide and they essentially enslaved these women brought them to the Forbidden City to serve under this Yongle Emperor, and they never saw their home again. They were not allowed to leave the palace walls, and they were pretty much considered, like, married to the Emperor. They were, you know, after an Emperor died, they were not allowed to like move on and maybe see somebody else or even go to the next Emperor. That is it. 
at that point. So they're really controlling these people's lives. And not only that, something interesting that I found is they were kind of guarded over by eunuchs. And these eunuchs, they would spy on them, they would serve them. And don't get me wrong, like to some degree, they are living in the lap of luxury. They have everything at their fingertips, but they're also slaves at the same time. So, And I mean, essentially being raped. Yes, exactly. It's a horrible experience. A lot of these are very, very young women that were taken to this harem. So to answer your question, Lindsay, a concubine is those women that were forced into this harem be the wife of the emperor. And they had been murdered and, and that kind of thing. Some, if, if they kind of fell out of favor, raped and all of these horrible, horrible things. I mean, that's tragedy. I mean, no doubt about it. It's, it's horrible. Exactly. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of jealousy and, and stuff like that that's going on within these palace walls. And the most horrible story that that I know of that happened here is as a result of some of this. So what happened is the emperor, he discovered that one of his concubines had been in a relationship with one of the eunuchs that were supposed to be watching over them. He was embarrassed by this saying, you know, how could one of my wives essentially do this to me? And it looks like I'm out of control and they aren't actually following my directions. And so in order to take control of the situation and try to show people like he is not to be made a fool of, I guess I would say, he essentially ordered his guards to slaughter all of them. And this is not just like a few concubines, Lindsay. This is approximately 2,800 individuals that he had slaughtered in the harem. So he murdered right there, just that one story, almost 3,000 women. Yes. After this happened, there was actually a lightning strike that hit the palace several days later, and it caused a pretty major fire to erupt at the palace. And as a result of that, they say about 250 of the 900-some buildings did burn down. A lot of people were injured and killed as a result of that fire. So the emperor at the time, he thought he was cursed because he had murdered all of these people. He thought, you know, the heavens are upset with me. He actually fell into a depression and died just a few short years later as a result of that. The other thing that happened with that same emperor after he died, I mentioned, you know, they're tied to this person for life and beyond, essentially. At his funeral, all of his concubines were murdered because they were not allowed to move on. And I mean, that is some dark stuff. Super, super scary. Like, thank goodness we don't live back then, Lisa. I say this in so many episodes. I mean, you know, I just can't even imagine uh, and, going through something like that. It's just awful. And this is the story of one emperor. There is hundreds of years of history here. Couldn't possibly get into it all. But right there, just through what I've discussed, we can already tell that there are thousands of people who have died here, either by murder or natural causes, but most pretty brutally 
I would imagine. Right. A lot of women who were really torn away from their families, forced into a relationship they didn't really want to be in, raped. I mean, really, you know, we've talked about this before on the show, but any kind of slave situation and nothing is consensual realistically, because that's not a situation that you should be in to begin with. I just can't imagine. It's just, you know, put yourself in, in the shoes of all of these women. I just, it just sounds terrible. It sounds absolutely awful. Well, after over 500 years of emperors living in the palace, eventually that did stop and it was taken over as a museum in 1925. Today, like I said, it continues to be the largest palace on earth and it is actually the most expensive property on earth. It is valued at about $70 billion. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So as you can imagine, Lindsay, there is obviously ghostly activity here. That's why we're talking about it. Tons of people have died here. It just has an insane amount of history and tragedy, I think, that follows this location. In fact, to this day, the tour guides are asked sometimes, why are these steps leading up to the front built so high up? And they say that is to keep the ghosts in the building is how they will respond sometimes. And in fact, it is not open at night. And a lot of people think that that is because of the ghosts. Interesting. You know, so we did an episode on our Patreon page in India, and it's, it's a location that's not open at night as well, right? It's like forbidden, don't go there. And a lot of people say it's because of the ghosts. Remember why? They didn't allow people in that particular really old historic temple. Yes, because of the tigers, I think. Tigers. I I mean, are there tigers here? Well, I mean, this is in the middle of Beijing. So, I mean, there's a lot going on here. I mean, you could walk there from a lot of really simple locations. So I feel like the one that you did in India is kind of in the middle of nowhere. For and sure. Yeah, it's true. It's remote. But I mean, this I'm is, thinking you just this never is, know. 
This is a very urban area, which is part of the reason it's one of the most visited places is, you know, it's in a major city. Now, not long after they opened it as a museum, going all the way back to like the 1940s, guards started reporting that they were experiencing some strange noises and stuff like that. And it like really was freaking some of them out. So a lot of the things that you want to listen for are footsteps, doors opening and closing on their own. There is also, this is interesting, outside the walls at night, because nobody's in the building other than there's night guards. They will hear the sounds of what is described as an ancient flute making noises from within the walls. So if you're walking the outskirts, you want to listen for some sort of flute-like noise happening. I, I don't love that. I feel like that's a new kind of haunt. I mean, of course, we've had ghost whistle. Um, we've heard of, you know, other noises that could come from a ghost, but not like a musical instrument. I really like that. That sounds like kind of residual, right? Somebody walking the grounds playing, a, you know, some sort of a flute, some sort of instrument from back in the day. Yeah. Now, the other thing that you want to do, if you go here and take a tour, you're definitely going to want to take lots of pictures anyways, but when you do review those, because they say that you will find orbs in the photos, but not only orbs, sometimes like a strange mist. So like orbs, you know, if you listen to the show, we're a little skeptical, maybe that's a piece of dust, you know, it's hard to decipher in just a still image. But if you see an odd mist or something, you know, that might be really interesting. And there has been a lot of photos of some strange things that have been seen here. I was just going to say, you know, if you take a bunch of pictures at once, you know, and then you find, you know, that it's inconsistent, that maybe is a little bit more interesting than, you know, the light was a little bit weird at that angle or your lens was foggy, you know, it would be interesting if you did a series of really quick photos, you know, and, and found more of a, an inconsistency there. Right. So that's something to think of if you're, if you're there. The other thing people experience when they enter is an uneasy feeling of being watched. And there are of course, all kinds of apparitions. I will talk about a few here in a second, but They really apparently span all of the eras, and a lot of them have severe injuries. Maybe they're beheaded or have, you know, massive scars. That kind of thing is what you are going to look for. The other thing to listen for, and we talked about what happened to the concubines and the harem, is you can hear like whispering sometimes in there and sometimes crying where there is the concubine's quarters. The other apparition that you want to look for is a woman in white. And I would say this is probably the most talked about and famous apparition at this location. It is a woman that is known to be sobbing, crying, dressed all in white. When she's approached, she will typically disappear. And there was one guard, actually, who was apparently saw her, started to approach her to say, hey, ma'am, and she didn't even acknowledge him. So it could have been very much residual in that sense. But there's also been reports of a woman in white that when you go to approach them rather than disappearing, it will start chasing people, making a crazy shrieking noise. Like, that's terrifying. Can you imagine? No. 
I cannot imagine anything like that happening. I mean, what would we do? I mean, I, I, I suppose you might even think it's a real person. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. A real person's scarier than a ghost, right? I mean, if it's a ghost, we could just be like, hey, slow down. Chill. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that we would be brave enough to do that. But if we were, you know, like it's a ghost. I mean, probably not going to really do anything. Probably not going to do anything. Who knows? You never I mean, know. You're right. I, I'm probably not going to risk it. Now, there is also what is considered to be a lady in black. And this is lesser talked about, but essentially what she will do is she'll like turn to speak to somebody, but she will have no face. Like all of her, mm. there's no facial features whatsoever. And I would imagine that is pretty terrifying. That's got to be super scary, super creepy, really kind of a cool thing, though. It sounds like they see a lot of apparitions. Yes. So there's lots of apparitions here. The thing that I saw reported the absolute most is something that we both love, which is dogs. Oh, so my gosh. The guards here see a lot of dogs wandering around this property that are ghost dogs. They are not alive dogs. And in fact, some of the reports I saw is they were described as strange animals and mm. others were described as dogs. So a little conflicting. The most thing that I saw though was dogs. And most of the time they're just kind of like scurrying around. You can hear them running. And there has been reports though of some of these dogs actually trying to pounce at people only to disappear as soon as they are like about to reach you. Oh my goodness. I, you know, we love a good animal haunting. <laughs> like we say it in so many episodes, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like any sort of city or town like that. I mean, a lot of times you have a lot of stray animals or maybe they're pets. I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't they linger around at least some of them? Okay, Lindsay, so this place looks incredible. Unfortunately, they don't really embrace their ghosts. You will hear the tour guides talk about it a little bit. The guards, you know, have been vocal about what they've experienced here. But there is no Forbidden City ghost tour. I really wish they would create one, though. I feel like this would be a really cool place to go hunt ghosts. I don't know that it would get better than a place like this. I mean, has anyone actually gone and fully ghost hunted this place? Like any big like TV show, anything that you could find? No, I, I am not aware of any. I mean, wouldn't it be so cool to be like the first people in there to really try and capture some evidence? It would be incredible. I completely agree. I hope one day somebody will be able to get in there and share it with us. However, everybody can get in here just during the day. I will say this is, like I said, the, the I think, the busiest tourist attraction in the world. And there's a lot of people here. So I do recommend if you try to get in, maybe go on a day that's a little less busy, not like a weekend, that kind of thing. You'll probably have better luck you know, maybe listening for something or spotting something in the photos. Because from what I read, it seems like it can get really crowded, especially on a weekend. Mm, that's good to hear. 
you know, in advance, right? So yeah, definitely try to book when it's not too crazy. But honestly, ghosts or no ghosts, I would want to go to this location if I ever went to Beijing. You know, like I said, just researching this, I, I didn't know that much about it. And I was like, holy crap, this sounds incredible. I mean, they mm-hmm. have tons of gardens, artwork. It's insane amount of square footage. You wouldn't couldn't possibly see all of it in a day. And a lot of it isn't available to visitors either, which would be the other interesting thing. Like, what about these other locations that nobody's ever in? You know, mm-hmm. I'd love to go ghost hunt, something like that. But you can buy the tickets there or you can buy the tickets online and the tickets are really reasonable. So the one that I am going to give you the price on is kind of the main entrance ticket where you can kind of get in and wander around. Although it does look like there may be some other like guided tour options and stuff out there that you could you could do, which is the case at a lot of these major museums and palaces. You could go through like a private tour company or something like that in order to get Um, a more in-depth experience but what they have here it costs 40 Chinese yen to get in to just go see uh, the main complex and in US dollars that translates to six dollars and 28 cents so if you're American it's a steal but it sounds overall reasonable I think for most people that are going to be traveling here on vacation or if you're from China Well, I've never even heard about this place, maybe because it hasn't been on any of these like really cool haunted TV shows that cover all these these great places, but it sounds interesting. It really made me think too, Lisa, that we maybe should do an episode on like the Great Wall of China because I know for a fact many people died building that. That is very true. It could be haunted. We'll have to do some looking. I don't know, but just made me have a thought earlier when we were recording this. I do want to read one really funny review that we recently got. Um, and this is actually from a listener in New Zealand. And it just, it made me laugh because we did an episode in Australia a few weeks back and we were talking about those huge huntsman spiders. And I think we commented about how, oh, those spiders aren't usually in like the city. I'm sure you're fine if you're staying at this location. No, you said something like that. And I was like, who are the spider wranglers that are keeping it out of the major cities? But anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Well, this listener gave us five stars, so thank you very much. But they also wrote, girls, the big spiders are in the Australian cities as well. Happy face. <laughs> so we've got confirmation from someone who lives pretty darn close to Australia. And I think that means, unfortunately, that you will probably not be going to Australia anytime soon, Lindsay been ruled out not (laughs) happening you just confirmed that for me listener i so appreciate you leaving that review but it it made me laugh we had to share and provide all of our listeners the spider update on australia all right if you are enjoying this show please make sure to rate us five stars like that listener did it really helps to get more engagement of the show Um, also feel free to reach out to us go to yourhauntedholiday.com and hit contact us Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.